0: May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. I hope you're enjoying this nearly perfect Labor Day weekend. Okay. You all, we should be outside. It's so <laughs> beautiful. Next weekend, I promise. Well, I don't need to go too deeply, I think, into the letter from James. He's pretty self-explanatory, and he's not my kind of preacher. So we will move on to the gospel, for which I am very very grateful. Jesus, in our gospel this morning, is confronted by the Syrophoenician woman, whose daughter is desperately ill. In this encounter, we get a glimpse of the truth that God is neither unchanging or unresponsive. It is so interesting to me when we set it in the context of the Gospel of Mark in the chapter we've been reading. Just last week, Jesus gave a very clear, had a clear confrontation with the scribes and the Pharisees, who were not so happy that the disciples were eating food with dirty hands. And that really wasn't the heart of the matter, it was more about violating the purity laws. So here's Jesus surprised by this woman. Now the woman, it took enormous courage for her to seek out Jesus. So that's how I understand the courageousness of her response. She, in that time and place, as you all know, men traveled together. Women were not usually part of anything. And for her, a stranger, a Gentile, to come into the presence of all these Jewish men to this renowned rabbi Jesus and to ask for a miracle, courage, 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 And Jesus ultimately responds with compassion, even though I will say its first response is off-putting. But he does come around. He sees her faith and works the miracle. The second miracle in today's gospel is about the man who is deaf. This is another remarkable healing, And it does demonstrate God's compassion. How lovely that Jesus takes this man who is an outcast in society, he can either speak nor hear, takes him aside. He took him aside in private, the text tells us. What a lovely act of kindness. And healing. But first, it was the kindness that caught my attention. A real contrast, I think, to the first miracle. And here, of course, we know he opens his ears and just gives him his voice. Both of these poor ones are restored to wholeness and health. Jesus respects the dignity and faith of both of these people. We have so much to learn from Jesus as we make our way through our chaotic world, through our lives, as we encounter the harshness of the world, the chaos, the things that catch us off guard, the unexpected intrusions, the visits of strangers. How important it is for us too to be mindful attentive to God's grace in our lives. So the question becomes, how do we meet the stranger and those in deep need? How do we show compassion to everyone we encounter? How do we manage surprises and difficult confrontations? The fact of the matter is that all of us are poor and need some healing from time to time. And when we are brave enough to acknowledge our need, then we can give the gift of compassion to one another. This is part of the great mystery of God's grace working in us and through us. Life around us is lived at a fast pace I don't think it's just because I'm slowing up. I do think the world is speeding up. I mean, when people get on your case about not responding to a text, now that's annoying. That's an interruption, isn't it? How do we respond to that? Hopefully with some kindness and perhaps an explanation that you are so old you are not glued to your phone. Uh, Just A thought, just one of those side thoughts I get. So, the rapid chaotic change in our lives causes our minds to wander, causes us to be kind of scattered, if you will. Sometimes I think there's some kind of international conspiracy uh, to uh, upend me to interrupt my life with whatever's going on. Now I know that's a little paranoid and it's, you know, just on the edge. But when you're frustrated, that's sometimes how you feel. But the real question is, how do we remain faithful and thrive as persons of faith, as believers, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, of people who want to imitate Jesus in all we do? I get a little newsletter as well How Luminous, lovely artwork on the front. And there were three words there. Reflect, connect, engage. I thought, that's very helpful in the light of the gospel. And staying centered, attentive, we reflect, then connect, then engage. I saw a most astounding example of this just yesterday, I was in Frederick, Maryland. If you haven't been there, I'm going to do a little advertisement. It was a lovely experience. And they have done some waterfront feature along a creek, old Carroll Creek. Pickle. And so uh, my sister and I were together, we're walking down there and we noticed this man, quite disheveled and a little bit raggedy playing, the most beautiful harp music. I mean, he had a real full-size harp, and he was quite good. It was just lovely. And then, as we were walking toward him, I saw a mother and a little girl, and the little girl was fascinated by the harp. You yeah, know, children just wanted to see that harp up close. And instead of pulling the child back and saying, "Oh no, no," you know, because of the way this guy looked, the mother let the child engage. And then the dear man and the harp asked the little girl if she would like to try the harp. And so, lo and behold, the little girl and mother she got on the chair that he had vacated, and he was showing her the harp. But isn't that just one of those wonderful examples of human compassion that goes both ways? The mother and child run from the stranger, the odd one, if you will, the beggar on the street playing his harp. And the harpist was so engaging with those people who chose to engage with him. A real moment, of God's grace, and they're out there, they're in our path, we just have to recognize them, take advantage of them, and understand how it is that we are seeking the heart of God in all things. I like the hymn we had last week particularly, Be Thou My Vision, and and captures some of this Concept in poetic form. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Be thou my best thought by day and by night, both waking and sleeping, thy presence my light. How do we see Christ in one another? Even in the interruptions, the unexpected. We are blessed to be part of the Episcopal Church, the Anglican Communion, and one of the ways that we can in continual reflection is simply by wrapping ourselves in a routine of daily prayer. It helps us not to be so sucked into the chaotic. Now, what would your text friends think if you wrote back, Sorry I couldn't get back to you. I was busy reading morning prayer. Well, that's an interesting way, isn't it, of witnessing. I think we might give that some thought. And, you know, you don't have to say the whole office. Remember those daily devotions that began on page 136 in our prayer book. Just little, brief prayers can change up the scriptures, reflect. Helps us to be more attentive to God and to face the chaos of our days. Our psalms are a place that I always like to go for prayer. And in today's gospel, uh, today's psalm and today's reading from Isaiah, perfectly Echo one another. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. And in the psalm we prayed, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf Oops, I'm sorry, that, that's reversed. That's the psalm. Here's Isaiah. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. A lovely reflection, too, of our gospel and Jesus' actions, and the actions that we are called to, to stay rooted in our scriptures, rooted in our desire to be like Christ, and then to be mindful, attentive to those opportunities where we can do the little thing that means so much. Amen. Mm